what to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Oh, hi there. It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, beaming into your ears all the way from Pflugerville. You might know me as Lucy Wow's sidekick, or you might know me as the inventor of sneaker tacos, which are tacos where the tortillas are replaced by tennis shoes. Mm. But did you know I'm also an expert on the subject of invention? In fact, I don't just know about inventions, I was invented! That's right, Lucy Wow invented me. I invented sneaker tacos, and sneaker tacos invented shoe breath. Which is not as bad as people think. People forget that food has inventors, but it does! I mean, fruit may grow on trees, but fruit smoothies had to grow in someone's brain before anyone got to drink one. Today's inventor absolutely changed the way the world eats because he invented the chicken nugget. That's right! Chickens have wings, they have legs, but they don't have nuggets! Someone had to invent them, and his name was Robert Baker. The story begins in 1955. Back then, people ate a lot of chicken. A whole lot. The bird had a lot going for it. It was inexpensive, it was nutritious, it was delicious. But the thing was, it was always just chicken. Back then, you bought a whole chicken and then cooked it. There was no chicken sausages or patties, no orange chicken or chicken hats. Oh, the chicken hat is another invention of mine. <laughs> So, with no variety, people got chicken fatigue. In other words, people were getting tired of chicken. This wasn't good news for chicken farmers. So a whole bunch of people started applying their brains and wallets to finding some magic that would make chicken exciting again. And the best chicken magician around was Teaching at Cornell was a dream come true for Robert. He loved teaching but he also loved chickens. As a kid, he'd had a flock of Rhode Island red chickens that he had to take care of and got pretty good at it. In fact, he was so good at it that while teaching at Cornell, he often volunteered with struggling farmers to help them raise better birds. When the question of how to make chicken more popular came across Robert's desk, he was inspired. He quickly started creating new dishes. First came hot dogs, canned hash, and frozen meatloaf. None of these had ever been made with chicken before. And then one day, Baker and a student named Joseph Marshall had an idea. A chicken stick! Or what we now know as a nugget. Side note, I have never been hungrier than I am right now. Ah. Sorry. Anyway, back to the story. A chicken nugget at its most basic is ground up chicken covered in batter and then fried. Now, that may seem simple, but it's actually pretty complicated. In order to create it, Robert had to figure out two food engineering challenges. One, keeping ground chicken together, and two, keeping batter attached to the chicken despite the explosive heat of frying. 
Robert and Joseph solved the first problem by mixing salt and vinegar to draw out moisture, and then adding a binder of powdered milk and pulverized grains. So basically, they made the chicken dry and sticky. Then they solved the next problem by coating the chicken with an eggy batter and cornflake crumbs before freezing them to negative 10 degrees. <laughs> In other words, they made that dry and sticky thing strong and cold. There were a lot of failed attempts, but after a while, they figured it out and their creation was ready to be eaten. For a test, they made enough nuggets to sell for 26 weeks in five local supermarkets. People loved these chicken nuggets. In the first six weeks, they sold 1,200 boxes. The whole process, recipe, box design, sales record, even predictions of how much it would cost to build a chicken nugget machine was described in a book at Cornell called Agriculture Economics Research. The publication was mailed to about 500 companies for free in 1963. Now here comes the weird part. The chicken nugget disappeared for years only to reemerge when McDonald's wanted to serve healthier food. That's right, you heard me. The chicken nugget was McDonald's idea of health food. Let's take a look at why, shall we? McDonald's began with burgers and fries, that's it. But in 1977, US government scientists started urging Americans to eat less fat, especially red meat, in order to live longer, healthier lives. Suddenly, burger sales dropped. Apparently, up until then, people thought a daily burger basket was health food. This is why I use tin cans in my burgers. Tin cans are very low fat. So, McDonald's began looking for an alternative to burgers that would keep their customers coming in even when they wanted to eat healthy. McDonald's figured chicken was the answer. Chicken is lower in fat than beef. So they hired a European chef who had cooked for the Queen of England and had him start doing the chicken dance in the kitchen. He tried a chicken pot pie, but no one liked it. They tried fried chicken, but their rival KFC was already doing that. They kept trying new dishes, but none of them were working. And then somebody remembered seeing an article from Cornell years ago, something about a nugget. Robert's idea was back in action. McNuggets debuted in Knoxville, Tennessee in 1980 and immediately started setting records. When they rolled out nationwide in 1981, McNuggets became one of the biggest items in fast food history. McDonald's served 2.3 billion McNuggets in 2018 alone. People even spend thousands of dollars collecting nuggets that look like famous people. Now, let's be clear. Just because McNuggets are popular doesn't mean they're actually healthy. It's better for your body to eat a vegetable or a tin can if you're a mechanical pygmy goat. But every now and then, a nugget can be a nice treat. Now, in the end, even though Robert Baker invented the nugget, because he gave the idea away for free, he never made any money from the billions of nuggets that have been sold over the past three decades. In fact, even at Cornell, he is best known for a barbecue sauce he created. But the truth is that every day when people eat nuggets, it's because Robert invented them, after all. Nuggets don't grow on trees. <laughs> Although that does sound good. A nugget tree. 
Well, folks, we've come to the end of another Kapow's Power of Invention podcast. Come back tomorrow when I'll be covering more inventors and inventions. And while you're waiting, you do realize there are just a slew of shows that take place in Pflugerville, right? Did you know there's a whole bunch of shows that take place in Pflugerville? It's true! There's Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn, inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat Kapow! Hey! That's me! Lucy goes big, and then she goes bigger. Oh, and if you like strange and spooky stories, you should check out R.L. Stein's Story Club. That's a real winner. I'm in the club, so I get to hear all the stories. And you can too. Keep on the lights, folks. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein's Story Club wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find your way. And don't forget, Friday's Listener Mailbag. If you've got a question about the world of Go Kid Go shows, Pflugerville, or Lil Old Me, send it to kapow at gokidgo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. It's very exciting. Have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Until next time, this is Kapow signing off. Go Kid Go! Go Kid Go!